0: What's up everybody? My name is Richard Ramney and welcome to Ear to the Sound, a show that explores sonic scenes, styles and subcultures in South Africa through the work of music makers and audio artists. Every episode we delve into an individual piece of music or oral art with its creator, discussing everything from creative technique to cultural history in an exploration of how the sound is brought into existence. To have some understanding of South African folk music, uh, maybe what one could also refer to as just South African traditional music, one must first dive into the deep ethno-musicological waters of pre-colonial southern Africa with its rich tapestry of sonic, cultural and spiritual identity and firm roots in the history of the Nguni, Tswana, Venda, and Swaranga people who ultimately came to settle down at the bottom of the continent as well as the koi and the sand that were here from the beginning. Their shared knowledge of the music of the koi in the sand. Sounds of cosmic transcendence and ancestral communion in an expression of and connected with themselves and the other souls they shared and still share the physical world with. South Africa has only been called South Africa since the 1800s. Doing a Google search generally seems to present a history of South African music mainly from the 20th century up till now. It's worth mentioning Marabi in the early 20th century, the meeting point of traditional Southern African music with American jazz and some other popular styles of the time. Then there's maskandi, Zulu folk music with a history alongside migrant workers and its distinct guitar sound. There's Isi'otamia, the acapella sound that made Ladysmith Black Mambazo world-famous, and Mba'onga, a driving urban South African sound that grew out of Marabi and kwela, that began in the 1960s, taking influence from jazz, R&B, and even arguably some rock and roll. Traditional Kosa music much like most pre-colonial sounds from other groups and nations around the world, incorporates music and dance performed by women and healers and young boys, and is interwoven into ceremony, initiation, commitment, and so much more. Miriam Makeba was one of the most well-known Boso musicians and civil rights activists in the world. Although she's no longer with us, she will forever be known as Mama Africa. I won't futilely try and sum up her music in a few sentences, but one thing I can definitely say is that she could instinctively blend the strong tradition and sound of her heritage with modern musical styles, everything from jazz, pop, funk, and soul, and was one of the main artists to help define what would become known as world music. Lilita is a singer and songwriter who unsurprisingly takes a lot of influence from Miriam Makeba. As a young Xhosa woman with a wide palette of musical influence and ideas, she sees the ongoing possibilities of mixing the folk music of her heritage with the popular music of her time. A beautiful example of this is the track Liana, born out of a song that has been passed down to her from her ancestors and realized in a way that speaks to her and her fans right now. I sat down with Lilita to speak about the track and the other music that she has made and will hopefully still make.
1: I'm Lilita. Lilita is my actual name. I'm currently a student. I'm a student. I'm a BCom, PPE student. I study at WITS. Um, at the moment, I have this whole thing. I think my feet are looking in different directions because I do want to be a creator full-time, but also it's like there are things. I need to get my degree. I need to make my parents happy and all that. But. My journey with my artistry, it's been a roller coaster because I think music makes me feel good and then when I have to sell it, it puts me under so much pressure and so much stress. And I don't think it should do that. Maybe it should, I don't know. I remember releasing my first song. It was so surreal, like, oh, people are listening to me and they like what I'm saying and they like what I'm singing and it's like, okay. Like, I'm a musician, now I can say that, like I'm a musician. I think Miriam Makeba is like my biggest, biggest influence. And I think that's because, like, she would take her folk music and sing it, and that's a hit. And for me, I tried to do that with Liana. And it was like, I took a folk song that I heard, like, you we were in a hut and they were singing and I was like, oh, this is like an amazing song. And I decided, oh, let me turn this into a song. So the biggest is Miriam Makeba. I love how she sounds. I love how powerful and confident she is. I think her and Leta and Busim like, I do think like they kind of fall into the same but they all have very different styles but to me it's like the African women like who are expressing themselves in a very pop culture kind of way like at the time because when you look at Leta's song Nomalizo like it's listed as indie rock I found that really cool. This is like what I like. It's like how am I Cossa in pop culture? <laughs> yeah. I think another big influence has to be Monique Bingham. Like Monique Bingham is not even one of my favorite, my favorite house vocalists. <laughs> Like whenever I sing a house song I always say like tell Monique Bingham I'm coming for her because like that's somebody I look up to, I love her writing, she's a beautiful writer, beautiful singer, her delivery is amazing. Another like influence of mine is Tandi Swamazwai. Tandi Lebo Matosa and like for me Lebo Matosa yes and that's because she was giving me like oh go to Madonna let's go Britney Spears. I really liked that but with Tandi Swamazwai it was how she could take anything and literally just make it hers. Everything she says, how she writes, like it was just memorable. like I did black consciousness as a module at school and we talk about all the forms of resistance and how resistance went into pop culture like the fashion the music your art and I think it was important for black people to see themselves in pop culture to see themselves as like hey I want to look like that I do think it was very important. And I mean, it still took quite a long time. I was born long after apartheid, but for the longest time, I remember when I was a kid, like if I would have to sit in my head and imagine myself i had like long blonde hair and (laughs) i just didn't see myself often so i like that now everyone is taking like a step back and looking back at like oh damn like this is what being black was in the 70s the fashion the style and yeah the times they change but also perspectives change How I grew as an artist it's a bit like it's not a straight line because I remember like my biggest feature didn't even come about when I had songs out already on instagram I sang a cover of a house song and I remember Gregor Salter he saw it and he's like hey do you write let's work together and that's how my biggest feature like in my career came about I wasn't even an artist yet and I think it's cool like everything is very go with the flow with my music. I feel under pressure that maybe I should be doing a lot more, putting in a lot more work. But it stresses me out sometimes. Gregor, after like, he DM'd me and asked me if I write music, it didn't like happen immediately that, oh, we started working immediately. It was more of, come, let me hear like your music. Let me help you out. One of my first songs, he um, helped with the production of it and everything and he'd be like let me help you let me help you release this it was more of he was there to like help me kind of get my footing in the whole music thing and he'd speak quite often like are you okay what do you want to do do you want to be a star I could say that I am, I have a mentor in Gregor so we'd work on songs he'd send me something and ask me to write and i hadn't written to house before and i remember like so many times he told me no this is not gonna work no this is not gonna work and i mean that would really like do a number on my self-esteem but it would also like be like okay do better and i remember when finally he sent me the beat for not for me and I wrote a song to it and he's like dude why are you so sad this is so depressing (laughs) this is not what people want to listen to when they're like playing dance music and I'm like okay fine and then I wrote a song it was still kind of sad I think it was just like more upbeat and all that it was like okay cool we can work with this but now we've got the skeleton let's kind of put everything on there all the body parts and then we'd like get on a call we'd write he'd be like we'd exchange melodies what do you think about this what do you think about this? And then finally we did it. And now recording this song. He was like, you know what? Just take your phone. I remember I had a Samsung. And it's like, record all of this on your phone. I'll work on this. And I recorded like quite a lot of vocals. I was singing on the phone. So Not For Me was recorded on a phone. And the song came back and I was like, wow. This is really, really amazing. It's cool. And yeah, Not For Me is currently like the biggest song I've been a part of That was a great opportunity. I'll always be like grateful to grateful for that and all that. But I'm looking forward to more collaborations. So Liana came about when I think the first time I heard it, I think I was like 11. I was really young and my mom, I remember she was a quiet teacher at the time my dad was like you know when we're growing up there's a song we used to always sing and whatever and he sang it for us and my mom she took that and she went to sing it she taught it to her choir at school and they'd sing it and that was really cool like we'd sing it we knew it like we knew it from home but then i remember we went to the eastern cape one day i think it was my grandfather's funeral or something and it was at night everyone was working and someone just took a bucket and started beating on the drum and they start singing and i was like maybe this song has a lot of significance in my life and i'm not sure why but it just keeps coming back and i really 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 like it so when i started making music i kept thinking like i want to write more in closer. and the first song i released a part of it was in Kosa but Not the whole thing, but I was like, I really do want to start writing in Kasa. I want to do what Miriam Makeba does when she'll sing folk music and make it a hit. And with Liana, I remember I was actually in Cape Town at the time and my cousin had like a whole studio set up. And we're just sitting and I played him a few beats and I'm like, you know, I haven't written to this. I'm like, okay, never mind. Let me just stand in front of the mic and start singing. It so well, like a puzzle piece. It was so beautiful that I could finally do that. I changed the melody so it could fit with the beat, first of all. I think I sang it more like from what my soul would have wanted it to sound like. So I changed the melodies and all that. And then I was like, oh wait, I'd like to add a rap first. So my cousin's like, come, let me help you write this. And we wrote it. And you know, I worked on the delivery and yeah i added my little backings and all that it's like the song itself it's not very different to what the original is like someone would be able to identify it like my mom that's her favorite song my dad too that's their favorite song like they can identify it but it's just my version of it and actually i wrote it i sang it because i was very heartbroken at the time (laughs) like i'd gone to cape town and i'd met someone and i was very like sad about like how everything played out and the song liana it means it translates to like it's raining and it's about a storm so i think it was more of me trying to let out the storm in my heart and yeah The person who produced it, it's Uber to the Heels. Like, I've worked on most of my music with him. He's the first person I ever worked on music with. He's the reason I'm an artist today. So yeah, man, we've been growing together like with this whole music thing. Like our growth has been very symbiotic. Like we need each other in a sense. And yeah, Um. so, my mom, she used to tell stories like in Kasa zinsung and she there's a song like this but in in within the story there was a song and i i really can't stop thinking about it it's in my head so i can tell that one day one day it's going to be there maybe not now maybe in a few years but one day i'll do something with it
0: and now Here is the full version of Liana by Lilitha which you can find on all streaming platforms.
1: Go shock